Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Chilling with KG where we discuss anything and everything with absolutely no sugar and no frosting. That's right ladies and gentlemen, everything here is totally uncooked. We serve all our new stories up raw. So go grab yourself your favorite cup of coffee, tea, or latte and join us for the next few minutes. Um, I'm your host, Ted Greer, and welcome to another episode of Chilling with Teddy G. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Chilling with uh, Teddy G. Uh, I hope everybody has got a uh, cup of coffee, tea, and uh, or latte, and uh, ready to uh, jump right into uh, this uh, episode. Uh, I'm worried for the day. I'm going to uh, uh, have a guest on here today, uh, Dr. Clay uh, Anderson, who's a very uh, knowledgeable man and who's worked in uh, several branches of the uh, uh, government, who has a very impressive uh, resume, and who offers uh, his commentary and his opinion on uh, who black folks uh, should be voting for. As you know, I did a um, an episode on this subject already myself and uh, pretty much revealed uh, who uh, I would be voting for and I also uh, gave you some commentary from uh, another powerful black speaker named uh, uh, Vicki Dillard and she gave you uh, her opinion on who she thinks blacks should be voting for as well as who she is voting for. So both of these uh, um, colleagues of mine will be uh, uh, appearing on the show from time to time with some uh, much needed uh, commentary and some updates to uh, stories that they have been following as well. But uh, I want to uh, introduce uh, uh, Dr. Um, Clay Anderson, who will be on uh, other future uh, podcast shows of mine. But he has an intelligent uh, point of view on the the power of the black vote and the effectiveness of the uh, black vote and what black voting has done for us in the past. Now, I may not particularly care too much about the uh, candidate that he's uh, endorsing. Well, I don't know if I would use the word endorsing, but he seems to think that he has uh, more issues that will be uh, Uh, concerning black issues which I'll be surprised if he do but anyway he uh, he gives his opinion about that and I truly want you guys to uh, uh, give him a listen and because uh, uh, he was a very profound speaker and he's uh, uh, very knowledgeable on uh, uh, black issues, black politics, and uh, helping the uh, the uh, black community. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Dr. Uh, Claude 
uh, Anderson. I'm Dr. Claude Anderson, your host. I'm glad to be with you, and I'm glad to be back from my little illness. And I'm going to try to come come with you every, at least once a week, and uh, try to share some information with you and give you some suggestions about what where we are, how we got there, and what you need to do to get out of where we are and get to a better place. Today, let's, let me talk very quickly about the uh, the other big event of the day, which is not the virus, but this was about, about politics. And uh, let's talk about politics right now. Since we have a Democratic primary going on across the country, and I think one of the silliest things I've ever seen in my life, I swear I can't think of anything in all my years as silliest than this, but the Democratic Party hosted a Democratic primary and got 24 candidates for the President of the United States. You can't get any sillier or any dumber than that. And it's talk, well, we're going to run, we're campaigning to get Trump out of the White House. What they did was to, was to compliment Trump. Anytime you send 24 candidates to try to compete, to figure out they can deal with Trump, who's one man, you, you made him look like a giant, a man, a powerful man in the White House. It takes 24 of y'all to try to figure out how to come against him. He sat there and just laughed and made jokes out of it. And uh, the Democrats, what they should have done is what do, they should have done what we used to do in the old days. What we used to do in the old days, rather than having 24 candidates running, you should go back into a back room and, uh, and, 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 and all you get together and, uh, and discuss it and pick the strongest candidate you can get out of the 24 people and put him up there, let him run against Trump and let the other 23 go out and run, run for local offices in different states against, against some of the Republicans, GOP that's in Washington, D.C. and the Senate and try to get some of them out of there. So very now, right now, they, Trump is drawing his strong, his strength from those, uh, those senators, those Republican senators. You should put, put some 23 of those candidates out there to try to run for a public office against those Republican candidates if you really want to be serious about what you're doing. And the Democratic Party is foolish in that respect. Secondly, the Democratic Party has never explained to black people in this country that, and that they're going to practice politics based on the simple premise of what politics is in place for. Politics is a process that decides who will get what benefits out of life and, uh, and who's going to get it and how they're going to get it. And yet the Democratic Party has never told black folk that. And so what you should be voting for out there is not for a political candidate, political, uh, candidate based on his personality. Well, we, I like this candidate for this reason. I like that for that reason. You should be saying, I want to pick the person who's going to provide the most benefits to black people. They're not going to provide any benefits to black folk. Why are you voting? You go to the supermarket and you go and you go in there and you starve to death. And you need some groceries. You go to the supermarket, walk up to the cashier and give him $50. Say, I'm buying $50 worth of food. And you don't have to give me anything for it. Just take the fifty dollars. I'm going back by, by my business. See, that's what the Democrats are doing. And black people don't understand that the Democratic Party has never, 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 ever done anything in the history of this nation to be effectively do something for black folk. They didn't do it when they were the old Democratic Party. They were the old Democratic Party up to about the late 1950s. Then all of a sudden, when black folk left the old old Republican Party to come into become Democrat Democrats, the old Democrats called uh, Yellow Dog Democrats. They left the party, went over and joined the Republican Party to stay away from black folk. So the present day Democratic uh, Republican Party is nothing but the old Dixocrats from the South. And now they're going around bragging about their conservatives. And black folk are saying, well, I'm going to vote for him because he's less conservative or he's more conservative or he's liberal. Neither have the liberals ever done anything for black folk. <clears throat> Just like the conservatives. Conservatives have never done anything for black folk. And they have no intent to do anything for black folk. 
So what you need to do then is to go back and say, now we're going to have to play this game to win. And if you're going to play to win, look at my book, Powernomics. Go to chapter, I think it's chapter seven, that talked about <clears throat> becoming independent and building your own independent party. Neither party is going to do anything for you. As far as the present-day candidates, if I was picking one, and I'm not going to vote, I quit voting when, they, when I found they ain't neither party going to do anything for black folk. Out of all the candidates, most of the Democratic candidates haven't got a snowball's chance in hell right now winning. You got Sanders up there talking about, well, Sanders about, well, I'm going to, I'm going to bring in socialism. This country is not going to vote for socialism. That won't. That's never going to happen. Then you had another guy who's a who's a who's gay mayor of, up in uh, up in one of the northern areas. I think it might be Gary, Indiana, someplace. And uh, he's talking about he's married to another another black another man in the White House. Nobody's going to vote for two men in the White House. One of them called himself the new. Uh, New lady, first lady, or now to be the first man married to another man in the White House. He ain't got a snowball's chance. And the other one out there, you got Biden. Biden is weak. Biden has never done anything for black folk. You ask him, what are you going to do for black folk in terms of the principles of politics? He hasn't got one single thing he's going to offer to do, propose to do. Yet he'll go around these primaries. You find all these blacks rallying, trying to vote for Biden. On what basis? Well, because he was the vice president under Obama. Hell, Obama didn't do anything for black folk. That's, your, that's not a positive being identified with Obama. For black folk, that's a negative. But all black folk are rallying to Biden. He ain't going to make it. And, uh, and, if I, see, and you got, let me tell you, you got, you got Warren, senator, senator, uh, senatorial candidate, uh, who was, and she was a senator, I guess. Senator, yeah. And uh, she was voting for, she was running for the president of the United States. And she said, when she gets in there, first, she's going to look after Indians. So what I'm saying to you, if I was voting right now in the primaries and I don't vote, I'm never going to vote again until they start someone to come up with something for black folk. And the only person I've heard say that we're going to do something is the guy right now, Mike, Michael, uh, uh, what's it? Somberg, Bloomberg, rather, that's in, the, that's in there. He's the only one who's come out publicly and say, if I get elected to the president of the United States, I'm going to I'm going to do something for black folk. And, that, and as a matter of fact, I'll be very specific. If I get if I get to become the president of the United States, I'm gonna try to make a million blacks millionaires. Now that's what that's the kind of talk black folks should be listening to. And uh, he says, and, and I'm gonna take help help rebuild their communities and get better schools for them. He's the only one. Mike Bloomberg is the only one I've heard in all my years in politics into the present time. And I've any candidate say, if I get elected office, I'm gonna take care of those people who put me in office. Now. The Democratic Party is, 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 is negligent. They're using black folk to pimp and hustle black folk. Why am I saying that? Because the Democratic Party right now is made up, their voting strength comes from black people. Black people make up about 38 to 40% of the Democratic Party. And yet they never get anything out of it. Not one penny is sent to black folk for their, to repay them for putting, putting a candidate in office. Now, black folk want to play and win. As I said, they should get, get out of both parties and go start their own party. And uh, so someone asked me, I guess in one of the responses or comments, said, well, Dr. Anderson, how can we win if we're a minority? You can win. You, you represent 38 to 40% of the Democratic Party. That, that What that means is that you got a strong chance of being able to dictate what the Democratic Party is, is doing. And you can, you can hold them accountable. If you withdrew with 40%, that means right now your voice is stronger than the Hispanics that are joining the Democratic Party. And, and, and most of the people that not vote are the independents. 
that's what black folks have been going. I, and I told them way back in the late 1990s, if you want to play politics and win, pull away from the Democratic Party, pull out the Republican Party and start to become independents and, and vote as independents and vote strictly and solidly based on who promises most and delivers the most to black folk. Get a contractual commitment for a candidate before you go out and vote for him. If they promise you nothing, that's exactly what you're going to get. Quit running around voting for people based on personalities. And because he, he, he's associated with this, he's associated with that. If they haven't done anything for black folk in approvable, measurable terms to elevate the quality of life and the wealth holding for black folk, don't vote for him. Don't vote for anybody who won't support you. And so right now, best chance you got is Mike Bloomberg. He's the only one that's come out publicly and say he'll do something for you. And uh, if I were you all, I would pull together my community and my neighborhood and go out there and get do block voting. So we're going to vote in our neighborhood and our community as a block for Bloomberg because he promised to do something for black folk. We're going to hold him accountable for that. He has a contract with us and do it nationally where every black in America vote for one candidate that gives you power. And, uh, and, and that's the best way you're going to win. And don't worry about the independents. Right now, 67% of the people in the country are independents. They don't even vote no more. 67% of those who are eligible to vote don't even vote because they pull out of both parties. So again, if you're going to play in the, and if you're going to be voting in these primaries, you're going to go out and get a contractual commitment from the, from the candidate for the president of the United States to deliver something strictly and solely for black folk. Tell me, you want to hear about all that business about what they're going to do for everybody. What they're going to do for everybody else is a waste of time. You don't know what they're going to do for black folk. You are a permanent underclass in our society. I predicted that back in 208. That by the year again, by the year 2013, 2013 or 2015, that black folk become a permanent underclass. You're a permanent underclass. An underclass means those individuals who by the pure nature of their social economic condition must live as either beggars or criminals for the rest of their existence. That's why right now, all these campaigns have been going on now for primaries about the last year or so. Not one has come out and said, I'm going to do anything for black folk except Bloomberg. So go out there, pull your people together, go to the polls and vote for those who promises most and delivers the black folk, irrespective of their skin color. Don't listen to any ministers or civil rights leaders or any water leg politicians that won't stand up for you. As a matter of fact, in terms of reparations, just this past week, there is a, one of the most noted, visible blacks in the Democratic Party in Washington, D.C. He came out and said he would not support reparations for black folk because he could not prove, because they could not prove or, de or decide how much e money each black folk would get. So therefore, now give him anything and say reparations now should be for everybody. He voted said reparations should also include whites. I have never, never, never heard anything that stupid in my life. But that's what he's proposing. And so the end, he's sitting in Washington, D.C. as a lead black person in the Democratic Party talking about blacks don't need reparations because we can't, we can't decide on how much each one would get. How did they? They gave all the gave all the reparations funds to uh, to white Southerners after the Civil War. They didn't. They didn't go count and figure out how much each one would get. They gave them a bunch of money. When they when, when they gave money, when Obama gave gave it somewhere between twenty six and thirty six million dollars to uh, to Jews in America about three years ago, he didn't. He didn't say. He didn't make the decision based on what each Jew would get. He he gave the money as a block. When, uh, and after after World War II, in the Marshall Plan, we gave six to eight billion dollars to, uh, to, to to help Germany and France. It wasn't based on what each person, what each Frenchman would get, or what each German would get. They gave it to the group, and they should do the same thing for Black folk. The, 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 we got, I got all kinds of ideas on how that money could be used to help Black folk. When reparations come to it, 
I don't make my, my suggestions public because I got too many claim jumpers out there that would take it and run off the wrong way with it. If I said, we're going to do this, go head north, they would grab it and head south and say, look what I got. So I don't tell them what my plan is. I got a very comprehensive plan on how blacks can use reparations to get more wealth, more opportunities, how to build their communities and strengthen their families and everything and become a political power force in this country. Again, if you're going to vote, vote the right way. If you're not going to vote the right way, don't vote at all. And, then, and Steve said, well, Dr. Harrison, you're suggesting suppression. You, you're suppressing the black vote. I'm not recommending you not vote. I'm saying that vote with some sense where your vote count because it's based on some, a critical analysis of your condition. And that, that's not to suppress the vote. Your vote was suppressed in the United States Constitution in 1789 when they made you a permanent minority of a slave and classified you as a field animal and as a non-citizen and a non-human being. That suppressed your vote. The vote right now is still being suppressed. It's being depressed or suppressed by the United States Constitution and about these civil rights laws now that are giving everything to everybody but black folk. And if it's excluding you, they're depressing you, they're using your vote. And also they're suppressing your vote by bringing in an unending influx of immigrants into the country. Black folk and people now are outnumbered in the voting booths 10 to 1, which means I don't care how a black person votes, he's outnumbered 9 by 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 nine votes by, by those who are against it. And keep in mind that 89% of people in the country don't give a damn about black folk one way or the other. And so if you're gonna vote, vote based on your strength, vote, on, vote for people who promise to deliver something for you and stay black as long as you can and respect and appreciate your own people. Don't hate anybody else. This is not about hating anybody. It's about caring about your own people first and foremost. Take care of yourselves, take care of your neighborhoods and your communities, take care of your own people and vote the right way, but vote based on who promised you something. And, this, and if my word gets out there, maybe in the last moment, maybe Biden and, 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 uh, and Warren and, uh, and, and, and Saunders will get out there and start talking about doing something for black folk rather than trying to do something for everybody. That's the Democrats' problem right now. They always want to try to save the world rather than saving the people that put them in office. That's why the Republicans beat them every time. They can't beat the Republicans because Republicans vote on based on what they call the 11th commandment, which means never say anything ill or bad about another Republican and vote as a block. That's why the Republicans will beat Democrats every time. They beat them when they were enslaved and then Jim Crow segregation when they were Democrats. Now the Republicans who are still the same conservatives are gonna beat these Democrats again because the Democrats <clears throat> always wanna save the world, try to save everybody rather than saving, being responsible only to those people who put them into public office. They swear an oath to take and serve those people. Do it and quit, uh, and quit mistreating and excluding those people who put you in the office for the benefits in our society. That's my word for today, my comments from the Connecting the Dots. You take care and have a pleasant day, and I'll see you at the next video taping. Bye-bye now. Thank you very much, uh, Dr. Voices. Uh, Anderson, we appreciate that very much, and uh, <coughs> I have been enlightened <clears throat> excuse me again by uh everything that uh uh you have told us all that useful information that you have told us and uh, i pretty much agree with uh, all of it but i have my uh, uh skepticism when it comes to uh michael bloomberg i mean yes he did make that statement and he yes he did say that i don't know if he did it just for to gain the uh black votes which I'm thinking that he did, seeing how you know he was—he's the ex-mayor of New York, and uh, 
he stood by the uh, stop and frisk that sent a lot of uh, uh, black youths to uh, jail and to uh, the penitentiary. And uh, uh, earlier we played some um, audio footage of him um, supporting uh, uh, the stop and frisk and some pretty horrible things that he said about uh, 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 black men and black boys and that we're criminals and that this is the reason why we have stop and frisk in their communities because that's where the crime is. The crime is where we are and the guns is where we are. So he said some pretty harmful things. And for many years, he kept this, uh, he supported and kept this uh, stop and frisk um, uh, police activity going on and, and had a lot of uh, uh, black boys and men sent to prison. So rightfully so, he might want to say something along the lines of, I want a, 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 a million, I'm going to try to make a million black millionaires. Well, that sounds pretty good after the uh, shady dealings that he has done to us in the past. So I think I'm going to stay back where I was and then suppress my vote until I actually hear someone talking about cutting that reparations check about someone who's actually talking about I'm going to uh, uh, start with uh, getting these uh, 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 people out of office who got this uh, judicial system set up for for black boys and black men to just be incarcerated for no good reason at all, which that means most of the time there's some type of chumped up charges, or even if they legit charges, they're getting uh, uh, given away way too much uh, 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 time for uh, the crime. So these are things that are, are, are noteworthy to me that need to be addressed uh, before you can get my vote. If you ain't talking check, you can get out of my face. You're not getting my vote. But um, that is uh, where I'm at and where I stand, and which is where uh, uh, Dr. Clay uh, Anderson says that he stands at. But you did note that he says the only one, the only one that he heard saying anything about helping black people was Mike Bloomberg, which I have my doubts about that. But at least he's on the right page of trying to tell you if you're going to vote for someone do it, it together, do it in a bunch, do it collectively and do it for one individual, not a whole bunch of people who, who uh, you're voting for because of the association that they may have with uh, uh, someone else. And Biden, like people talking about they want to vote for Biden. I don't know why. Because he was associated with uh, uh, um, uh the Obama administration? Are you kidding? Do you? This is the guy who wrote up the crime bill 
the and the three strikes law that's sending a bunch of black um um people in the community to jail and possibly for the rest of their lives with this crime bill that he wrote up introduced and and uh and uh has been a, a tool that they've been using to uh incarcerate uh, uh young black uh, um men and women uh since his uh, uh since it came into law and uh, uh you know uh uh-uh, uh uh-uh. No, I I can't see myself doing something stupid like that. That's why, and then they're not talking about, or he's not talking about doing anything for black people whatsoever. Not name one thing for helping the black America. He ain't standing on one issue. Sanders not standing on one issue. No, they can't get my vote. No, uh-uh. I ain't got nothing for him but some, uh, some, uh, uh, uh recycled, uh, uh, asparagus. That's all I got for him. <laughs> and nothing else. <laughs> Excuse me, that's it. Now, I want you to listen to this, uh, next interview uh, that they, they're entitled uh, what African-American voters are looking for. And they're right on what they're saying, but we're looking for. But I don't see any candidates talking about what we're looking for. But just for the sake of uh, uh, maybe some potential uh, 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 presidential candidates are listening, uh, uh, here are some of the things that we're looking for that we don't see from any of you guys. So 2020 is just around the corner. Uh, and, and as we look forward to 2020 and, and you look at the issues, are there issues that will be at stake in that election that are particularly important to African-Americans as opposed to the rest of the populace? You know, I think that uh, there's a great synergy between what African-Americans want and what most Americans want. Uh, it is about uh, economic independence. It's about a good job. It's about a secure community. It's about the opportunity to raise your children. It's the opportunity to live with dignity uh, within the communities that we live. Uh, but when you really want to drill down, I think issues such as criminal justice reform, uh, the economy, income inequality, the racial wealth gap, uh, the need to revive uh, home ownership in the African-American community, entrepreneurship and business development uh, in the African-American community. Uh, the expansion of health care is a particular concern. Education and support for public schools uh, is particularly important. Those are the issues that really, really resonate. But I think this election may be different in the sense that uh, there's, there's a, 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 an undercurrent and sometimes a banner headline that you He's right, there he is. But let's forget the main thing that uh, he didn't mention with all of the positive things that he did mention that we're looking for, but we're not seeing along as with that check cutting. Well, I haven't heard any, I haven't heard him mention it or any other presidents 
uh, pre presidential candidate mentioned these uh, reparation checks and and, uh, and and paying their dues for the uh, sweat of the free labor that they have gotten that has uh, built this country, has built this world. If we're the first people, if we're the, the, the uh, indigenous people to the world, then, and we all know that this is the case, then this is what uh, we've done. We've built America. We've built the world. Every time you turn around, they're trade, they're taking some trademark from us or, or, or something from us. I don't care if it's a handshake, a, a dance move, a, 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 a scientific uh, invention or, or uh, anything that's, uh, uh, that's, that's good out here has then came from black America. But anyway, I digress because I'll get off the point and I'll start, I'll start telling y'all like it, uh, TIE is about some of this, uh, 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 business, uh, that's going on that we ain't getting because of this, uh, doggone, uh, 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 uh white supremacist world. This move towards nationalism or this move towards white nationalism, which I think many of us see as corrosive, divisive, and inconsistent with the values of America. So that narrative or that sort of, I call it the gut instinct about where we are as a country and what this election is all about, mm -hmm. uh, may, if you will, override conventional public policy issues when it comes to how voters vote when it comes to November 2020. Well, that's very let's talk well we already know that. Yes, it's very interesting because that's the way this world is ran. That's the way it's always been ran. You heard Dr. Uh, um, uh, Clay Anderson tell you right now that we are a uh, 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 a minority that's, that's uh, down and it's going to stay down. He called it a permanent underclass. I believe was the correct uh, term that he phrased uh, black America. So you think what you're saying uh, uh, isn't uh, uh, correct? Yeah, it's correct. And we see it and they see it. More conventional ones for a moment, because you started out with sort of economic yeah. security, economic well-being, overcoming some of the, the really inequalities in our economic system. As I listen to you, I think that if President Trump were here, he would agree with a lot of what you said, even some of the criminal justice reform he's done some things on. But he would say, as he has said, and you've heard him say, unemployment on African-Americans is, is down under my administration. Let me say and he takes pride in that. And, and, and there's been an and he's lying of improvement in the African-American employment situation since 19, since 2010. Hmm. So we've had about 100 plus months of economic uh, growth uh, associated with job creation in the $200,000, 150 to 200,000 jobs per month range. Mm -hmm. and, and that has continued uh, under President Trump. No, but it what has also He's continued lying. under President Trump is the differential. The fact that the white unemployment rate is uh, half of what the black unemployment rate uh, is. What has also continued uh, under President Trump is the decline in African-American home ownership, which has not been substantially addressed with an aggressive, uh, an aggressive initiative. Now that's true. And so you've got to put, everything is context. 
Uh, is the unemployment rate lower today than it was two years ago? Yes, but not substantially uh, in the black community. So we've got to put these issues in the correct context. And I'm not one to throw credit around to any politician. Uh, but but I, I think it's important to say, are we better off than we were 10 years ago when the recession began? Uh, but most of the weight to bring the black unemployment rate down took place under the Obama administration. And that momentum has continued under the Trump administration. And I hope it continues. Maybe the best thing is that no one has gotten in the way uh, of that continuation. Early on in the administration, it was reported that you met with Ivanka Trump, uh, Trump as well as Dina Powell and Linda McMahon. Yeah. Uh, did anything come of that? I mean, do you have an open uh, door with the White I House? Think, Will uh, they listen to you? Are they hearing we you? Had, we had a good conversation with Ivanka Trump. I think it led to uh, working closely with her husband, Jared, uh, and give him a lot of credit on criminal justice mm -hmm. reform on the First Step Act. Uh, but also, let's give credit to Charles Grassley and Cory Booker and Hakeem Jeffries and Doug Collins and Cedric Richmond, uh, Van Jones, uh, the National Urban League. Many of us coalesced. Jared was, I think, uh, essential to that. And I think those early discussions with Ivanka and Dina led to, uh, I think, a comfort level by me to work. If there was an issue, if there is an issue that we can find agreement on, I am going to work on the issue, mm -hmm. notwithstanding sometimes the deep disagreements that may exist. Uh, because uh, the National Urban League exists for the long term uh it's been here for a while now i don't know what he's smoking but he needs to pass that around to everybody in the room because i am not feeling what the hell he is talking about so give me some of that what he's smoking so i can see what he what he see ladies and gentlemen we're we're, we're, we're no farther than uh where we was uh, when this election uh, uh, campaign and all of this uh, debating and stuff has started for black people and that's nowhere. Nothing, nada, zilch. Like, like he said, if we don't start coming together collectively and start supporting each other and start supporting a uh, one candidate and that candidate's got to be somebody that's uh is in total uh agreement of uh of reparations for all um black americans only not 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 every american but just black americans if we're not getting a candidate that's specifically trying to uh, do something to rise up uh, uh, um, this permanent underclass of black people, uh, we don't have time for them. Yes, education reform. We need to build some black schools with all uh, uh, black faculties that's going to look out for our black children. We're raising them up. I'm looking at so many stories that I'll be doing in the uh, the next podcast about the the way these uh, uh, schools are, are are treating our children. They they took one uh, 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 seven year old black girl uh, uh, out of school and sent her to a mental institution without informing her parents or doing anything. They took another uh, six year old uh, a girl and arrested her. 
and put her in handcuffs. This is the way that they're treating our children. They took two more uh, 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 six-year-olds and arrested them. And they took another uh, 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 black uh, young boy because the bully who was uh, bullying him all the time went and told the uh, teacher uh, that he had a gun. And the boy didn't even have a gun. He had a, a, a backpack full of... Uh, um, Valentine's uh, uh, Day cards for his classmates, over 20 of them. Had a, a, a Nerf uh, slingshot in his bag that shoot them the little styrofoam, uh, uh, little uh, 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 Nerf things. And that was it, no gun. And then they know doggone well, don't know black people bring no guns to school. That That's a white thing. And it's only been perpetrated by uh, 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 white uh, uh, students. Six-year-old special needs uh, uh, child um, wasn't doing anything but being bullied by the very uh, 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 white student that went and said, uh, he's got a gun. And you know what they did? They, they searched his bag and didn't find nothing. So since the principal didn't find nothing, you know what he did? He called six deputy sheriffs on this little boy to further tarnish and ruin his name and get him into the uh, 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 system. And you found nothing on him. Nothing but little kid stuff. So now, these presidential candidates has got to be willing to uh, step up to the plate for these type of uh, atrocities that's happening in the black community. Along with talking about cutting that check. Because if you ain't talking about that period at all, y'all can get out my face. There's a, low, a lot of other people out here who uh, you can get out their face too. And we don't give a damn about suppressing the black vote. Your, our votes ain't counting anyway. Either, the, uh, either they're getting stolen foreignly or nationally or, or at home or, or they don't uh, uh, amount or equate to uh, anything anyway. And hell, I'm going to vote for you for. And you ain't talking one good thing that's uh, uh, going to help me or my people. Listen, if y'all don't wake up right now, y'all going to be sleeping in the dark the rest of your lives, black people. But I really want to thank Dr. Uh, uh, Clay Evan Anderson for his uh, very informative uh, commentary. And uh, his... Uh, intelligent uh, point of view so uh, uh, kudos to that uh, uh, kudos to that doc and I'm going to be having him on further uh, uh, um, episodes of chilling with Teddy G because 
anybody that's uh, uh, speaking that uh, uh, positively and that intelligently for for the black community, uh, you got to have him on again. You, 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 that's a that's a voice that I will refuse to uh, uh, stay silent to where it won't be heard when he's giving you the cure. He's giving you the uh, necessary uh, uh, tools and knowledge that you need in order to uh, do something for the black community. You know, I always appreciate you guys for uh, spending time uh, uh, with uh, uh, me and uh, listening to uh, Chilling with Teddy G. But we always got these uh, copyright disclaimers from Title 17, Section 107. The allowance is made for the fair use of, of the purpose, such as uh, criticism, uh, comments, news reporting, teaching, scholarships, and research. Fair use is permitted by the copyright statute and may otherwise be infringing uh, nonprofit, uh, educational, or personal use tips and that balance in the favor of fair use. So I uh, had to get the legal part of it out of the way before I uh, close this evening. And thank you guys for listening to uh, another episode of Chilling with Teddy G. Uh, stay tuned for. Uh, my next episode, which will be just as formative, if not more, than uh, this one. I wish that each and every one of you guys have a uh, safe and uh, blessed evening. And that I hope you enjoyed your your uh, your cup of coffee, your tea, or your latte, whichever that you uh, chose to drink tonight. I hope it was just fulfilling for you as it was with mine. And I want you to have a safe and a blessed day. Thank you.